Hey guys, this is Love and Meets with Balram, aka the Buddha. He is a leading dog trainer in Dubai, and we went deep into tips to handle your pups. He was incredible. We asked him all of the questions, like your very popular questions that all dog parents have about training, about barking, about you know just separation anxiety that a lot of dogs feel every time you leave the house. So if you want to get those tips, do make sure you listen to the podcast and let us know your thoughts. Welcome back to the Love and Dubai show. Pet parents, stay tuned. This one's for you. Our guest today is well known for his ability to train temperamental pups. An animal behaviorist whose byline reads, I guide humans to ensure their parents become a balanced part of our society. His expertise is much needed from families who rescue dogs in the UAE. So welcome to the show, Balram, aka The Buddha. Thank you so much Thank for joining you. us. Thank you for having me here. We need your help. Sure, <laughs> the city needs your help. <laughs> So how did you get into this profession? Did you always have like a fondness for animals and just, you know, how did you get into training basically? See, I grew up near a dog pound, which hmm. uh, is a place where I used to spend most of my time. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, and I had a small inclination of going to the animals, which everybody runs away from. Yeah. So they found out I had talent to work with these guys. So the formal training started at that uh, shelter or uh, kennel, which you can say that. But... Uh, Normal middle class Indian family, did my MBA, 18 years of corporate life, struggled through that. I realized I'm not good with humans, I'm better off with animals. So this was my passion, which became my profession. Once I came to UAE, I used to help a lot of rescue agencies to rehome, rehome and re- rehab and rehome dogs which are abandoned because of behavior issues, severe things. Slowly, my name started spreading, and here I am. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. 18 years corporate, then jumping into rescue, yes. helping uh, rescue animals. I'm, I'm, I'm really at peace right now. Amazing. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> and you mentioned rescue shelters. So as we know, there are a lot of rescue shelters yeah. here in the UAE. A lot of families will take on rescues, mm-hmm. um, which can sometimes lead to problems. Like, what are the common problems that you see with rescue pups? Okay, so first thing what we need to understand, I commonly hear this concept called forever homes, okay, and that is tagged with love, affection, a toy, which your cuddly thing, which you're bringing to your house. That is the major reason that relationship breaks, because what you are bringing to your house is an animal. That's the animal's identity. It's not an insult calling a dog a dog, an animal an animal. So. They don't need any training. They don't need any taming. They are happy by themselves. But unfortunately, you're bringing them to a human world. You're bringing them to our life. Okay. Civilization started uh, when humans tamed themselves into a society. We live by rules. I did not come and jump on your table. I did not. You guys did not run to me when I came to the door. (laughs) So when you bring an animal to your house, you need to guide them on these parameters. People bring them as toys, people bring them as uh, teddy bears, uh, expecting them to give four-hour homes. But as that relationship starts taking shape, you see that animal is just behaving like an animal in a human world, Mm. which will cause a lot of uh, issues in a a society. So it is our responsibility to first guide them how to to live in a human world, how to be part of our life. So... Once that boundaries are set, you can have a beautiful relationship with, uh, with the animal for the next 15 years. People get very uncomfortable when I use the word tame. Mm. I told, uh, so it's not, taming does not mean that I come with whips and sticks or something. It is that basic principle 
which a human kid also learns as it starts growing up mm -hmm. from potty training to how to behave in a social environment and once you give that it is perfectly fine okay so would it be right to call you the dog whisperer <laughs> see you can call me anything that you would like to but mm. i basically help uh, i understand them in the way which they want to be understood mm. okay it's not the how we want them we have a lot of perceptions what out of them right mm. I basically understand what they are and help you understand them and bring that relationship in balance where you can function properly in your house. So I want to ask like online you see all of these like you know uh, signs right like uh, if a dog's ears are folded or like turning a certain way it means this if the tail is down means it's sad tail is up means it's happy are these things that we see online pretty much generic for all dogs or is it different? No. No. I wouldn't consider them generic. A lot of behaviors can give indications hmm. but uh, just generalizing like a tail is up and wagging that means the dog is happy no uh, uh, that means just a dog is excited hmm. you can get attacked by a wagging dog uh, tail a uh, dog with a wagging tail okay so uh, don't generalize it it's just some indicators and plus uh, to read an animal uh, language it's not so easy you need to spend uh, a lot of time Like uh, when uh, people comment to me on these things, I rather, uh, you know, kind of take a step back because I'm talking from an experience where for last four to five years, I'm meeting around 160 dogs a month mm. among other animals. Wow. So that itself gives you a strong learning about them. You know, it's not about what you learn in academics. It's about what you learn from working with them. And every day, every time I meet a new dog, it gives me a new indication. Oh, this is, I never noticed this. Mm. So that don't generalize stuff and plus based on that uh, there is a wrong direction now the dog industry itself is moving towards where uh, the first thing when a dog trainer comes in it's all about sit stand jump roll over and all that see that is good but that's not the foundation mm. uh, you can live perfectly have happy life with a dog who does not know any of these tricks mm -hmm. but you cannot live with a dog which is not integrated into your into your house mm. so that's what you need to focus don't generalize focus on your lifestyle what is your expectation and teach your dog to be part of it so would you say that that's one of kind of the major mistakes that we make as uh, pet owners or want to be pet parents is that we generalize and set expectations definitely See, and that's where the entire, uh, to an extent, social media is going. Where you set an expect, people think, oh, I just bring a dog, I take him for a walk, feed him, oh, that's going to be a wonderful relationship, let the dog do whatever the dog wants. Mm. And that's the reason why animals get abandoned, because the people don't understand them. And the whole uh, environment right now is causing a wrong expectation. Oh, these guys are toys, let's bring them, it's all easy, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, you need to have a set of discipline to kind of guide them to be part of life. One thing about animals is pattern. They love patterns. That should be provided to them. If you take two generations back, all these breeds of dogs like Huskies, German Shepherds will never be inside a house with a family or something. Mm. They were basically bred for specific jobs, specific works, and they will be put into that. Now, does not mean you cannot bring them to a family, but you, when you bring them to a family, you need to integrate them to that, that household. Hmm. They have different energy levels, different strength, different weaknesses. That, like a human kid, has to be understood and integrated into your lifestyle. If that doesn't happen, there will be a clash.
Because I want to ask you a few tips on like training, just the very basics, like, you know, just body training for one. But before I ask you that, I want to get into like rescues. A lot of people are hesitant to get rescue animals home just because they know they're going to have abandonment issues. They're going to, you know, be, be defensive and have all those uh, attributes and, mm-hmm. you know, characteristics. So is it possible to train and rewire a rescue dog like at any age? Is that possible? That's one beautiful thing about animals. Uh, you can they can guide them at any age. Okay. Uh, I do a program called POP. It's like a parent uh, pet parent orientation program. Uh, where what I do is before you get a pet, I basically give you a small uh, set of basically a session to kind of guide you how to bring them, what you should do. On top of that, I'll help you understand that whether you should get a pet or not, mm. because a lot of people in UAE lifestyle cannot cannot have a pet. Mm. So you should understand that's that's the limitation of the environment which you live in. Don't bring an animal to your house which you cannot take care of unless uh, with with time and resources, and then end up the animal being suffering. You humans are humans are see. I don't say a lot of people are bad. They just get it for a for a fancy or something. They initially their intentions are really good. Mm. They want to have a pet. They want to take care of it. But once they bring them to your house, then they they are basically stuck with the oh this is not what we. realize this is this is really really uh, tough mm. and so at this in this program i tell them first this is the expectations this is what you should understand when you bring an animal and this is the step by step method of introducing them to your lifestyle there is no standards the way i keep my animals in my house may be different from how you, your expectation is but that expectation has to be taught to your dog i always say don't change your lifestyle for the animal mm. make them part of your of your lifestyle So what limitations should there be set on people to, you know, if, say, for example, we say we want a dog, but you say that you give people a guide as in if you're not ready to have an animal in your home, like what are the limitations there? Uh, can, can ref- what are the limitations? You should not have a dog. So, yeah, for, should... yeah. So simple thing. If if you have a lifestyle where you're out from morning eight to nine or six, mm. then don't get an animal. <clears throat> That's one simple stuff. If you feel uh, you might have to shift from uh, from ua in some due course of time and do you have the financials in place to kind of uh, manage your dog during that shift can mm-hmm. you take the dog so think about it's a very important thing which people should understand mm. then uh, the uh, adding, it's not cheap it's not cheap mm. plus having a pet is also a financial responsibility the vet bills if you are a new dog owner the training uh, which is required uh the whole concept of spending time with your if you're getting a pup for example if you're getting a pup you need to go through a potty uh, routine otherwise the dog will not learn on its own mm-hmm. so all these things has to be understood with, with does it match with your lifestyle can you provide this mm-hmm. okay that's how and maybe option is getting a rescue dog if you don't want a pup you don't but even when you get a rescue dog it requires its own set of uh, you know guidance to be part of your family so that's basically Can I give you three scenarios and your tips on just training your dog? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, apart from getting it to you, uh, training them just, you know, to overcome that. Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, potty training. Mm-hmm. How would you Did you get that? a pup right now? No, I didn't. <laughs> But these are like very common pet parent questions. See, potty training is based on uh, a simple two principle, which is very similar how you train a human kid. Number one, a washroom. Second is scheduling. Mm. Okay. A dog should know there's a place which is called washroom and it on a regular intervals dog has to be taken into that space. 
on and off okay so once he starts doing his business there you reward it okay and second part of one common mistake is you get a puppy and if you let it run freely roam around the house you invite three major problems and one of them is potty training because for a dog genetically they just keep their living space clean like for example pup sleeps here this is the pup's living place he will pee and poop here and come back and sleep here mm. rest of the house other than his living space is your problem not his problem mm. so from a very young age you need to create that space we call it space training where the dog understands what's a human space what's a dog space and how to behave in a human space mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so, so yeah. yeah two principles uh, set up a place where you can call a washroom that can be anywhere inside outside depending upon your lifestyle mm-hmm. uh, depending upon the size of your dog then you have to create a regular interval to take the dog to that particular spot bring him back uh, apart from that he should be supervised he should not be just left uh, to run loose mm-hmm. and in case he has an accident uh, there is no corrections initially because dog does not know where he's supposed to pee mm. so just the common practice which i tell people on a general notice take a tissue or a pee pad clean up that and bring that tissue and pee pad to the spot where you want him to pee and leave it there okay. so next time when you bring in the next interval when you have that smell scent, he starts doing the business over here. Mm-hmm. When okay. we were growing up, I think people were putting their dog's noses in the in the pee. Uh, see, the, the, see, there is a lot of different methods to train. But f- I would just say that that method, uh, for example, dog, do- you do that uh, dog pees over here and use that technique. Mm. Dog just knows he's supposed to pee here, but mm. he does not know where he's supposed to pee. Mm-hmm. First, tease the dog what they're supposed to do. Okay. So on that, they will start falling into that pattern and it'll be really good. Okay, so second scenario, the dog is a biter. Like anytime someone comes home, anytime there is a delivery person mm-hmm. or anyone it sees outside and goes for a walk, it starts like sna- uh, snapping. Okay. How would you Now, deal with that? Uh, that's a very broad topic. First of all, we should understand why is the dog biting. Hmm. But Now, even aggressive biting and snapping is not a bad behavior from a dog. I constantly come across this concept, oh, that comes from a, trauma or bad uh, past or something absolutely not that's the normal way of the how dogs communicate if you did not guide them in a very young age that this is not how humans interact a dog can become uh, that can bite that's very natural of them it start you know even uh, now another kind of biting is playful biting mm-hmm. again it's way of communication now uh, you have to mention two aspects one is inside the house and one is outside the house Now, inside the house, uh, for example, guest comes into your house. You said the dog goes and bites the person. Mm-hmm. That is not your problem. How did your dog leave you and go to the guest? Mm-hmm. For example, you have a small kid in your house. Mm-hmm. I'm a stranger walking into your house. Will you let the kid come to me first? Mm, I mean, like, I, I think it's, uh, like you said, like, it's not like the dog is a frequent biter. I'm just giving a scenario where it's like a random, like, you know, one-off. No, accept it. See, even random, see, the concept there is dog decides to mm. bite. Mm. Dogs decide to use his teeth on skin. Mm. Before we get there, I want to understand a concept where a guest is coming to your house, uh, a stranger is coming to your house, you have a small kid in your house. Will you let the kid go to the guest and jump on him? I don't know. No, no. <laughs> See, when a kid grows, we kind of tell them how to politely greet a guest, sit down, let them come in. So that training has to be given to the dog. If your dog leaves you and go to the door first, the moment the ring doorbell rings, what happens next is not your choice. Dog will decide that. 
So the first step is to teach the dog what they're supposed to do. When guests comes in, you have a job. Mm-hmm. You come and sit with me. Be polite. Politeness is for humans, not for dogs. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you let the dog run to the door, then then it's going to be either he'll be too friendly, jumping and going scratching, either he'll sniff the person, he'll bite the person. Whatever happens next is dog's choice. Interesting. Okay. Third scenario, when it barks non-stop, you know, when uh, owners leave the house, we're mm-hmm. talking about this before the show. So if the dog is very, uh, you know, like needy mm-hmm. and every time you leave, he starts barking non-stop. Mm-hmm. How would you deal with that? Okay. Uh, that's a concept. Uh, generally, we call it separation anxiety. Now, again, we teach them. Mm-hmm. Now, separation is practiced by humans. We do separate. We go to XYZ reason, <laughs> office, work, uh, whatever, gym, grocery, dinner, come back. In a natural dog world, either the pack stays or the pack moves. It never happens that one dog is left and the pack goes and comes back. Mm. It's a general, on a general note, right? As I said initially, now they're not living in the natural world. We are bringing them to human world. And what do we do? It's puppy, it's cute. You spend 24 bars 7 with the puppy. Mm. Puppy starts growing up, then you want to carry on with your life. That's the time you will not be able to leave the puppy. Mm-hmm. The moment puppy makes a noise, you run to the puppy. Oh my God, what happened? So all these interactions, you are teaching the puppy. First of all, you are part of the pack. We'll be always with you. Oh. And whenever you make a sound, we'll come running back to you. Mm. Right? When he starts growing up, by two year, two year plus, it's a fully grown dog. Now he wants you to be with you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, I, when I am called in for a separation anxiety, I don't ask them, what does a dog do when you leave? My question is, what does a dog do when you are in the house? Mm. 99% have the common answer. Oh, he's such a sweet boy. He's always sticking on to me. (laughs) If I go to washroom, he'll sit outside the washroom. (laughs) So when your dog is so connected to you and cannot be comfortable away from you when you're in the house, how can you expect the dog to be comfortable when you leave the house? It's, it's, it's simple. It it's very logical, simple. It's very tricky to. Uh, it's very. We, see, they are so simple. For humans, they are complicated. Yeah. We need to understand as they are. That's it. Guide them as they are. I have. I have. Uh, when I was working, I had three, four dogs always in my house. They know my routine. They are part of it. They. Mm-hmm. Have, we have fun. Once I'm off, they just go on, settle down themselves. Mm-hmm. Just on Simran's question about biting, we actually got a message from uh, one of our readers. Mm -hmm. She said she takes her dog to a really well-known dog park and Mm -hmm. her dog has been attacked there Mm -hmm. three times from another dog who was on leash. So Mm -hmm. this lady keeps her dog leashed. A dog who was on leash attacked her dog. Um, How do you know when your dog is ready to be unleashed in these public parks? Okay, Uh, I will uh, come to that question by helping you understand a broader concept called socializing just that is going big in social media right now period dogs are not social animals there's oh. no questions about it. they are pack animals and by socializing what are we expecting taking the dogs to an environment with other dogs and humans and not expecting them to behave like dogs you expect them to behave how you want them to behave right mm-hmm. again it comes back to obedience Mm-hmm. So, first your dog should be obedient with you, okay? If a dog which is pulling you and walking you, that dog will do what dog wants to do when he meets another dog. Your problem is first your dog is not with you, mm. right? So, now dog parks in terms of the question of when you should off-leash your dog. Uh, for, uh, in public places, I see a lot of, uh, I don't want to kind of uh, get into that. I've seen a lot of training where public dogs are left off-leash. 
people are walking the dog off leash trainers are walking them off leash uh, it is illegal to walk your dog off leash in public that's the uae law mm-hmm. okay you can be fined it is uh, not allowed so uh, now i can tra- a lot of trainers which are very talented can train their dog to walk off leash with them but when i train a dog and hand over it back to the client are they capable enough of walking the dog off leash so you're kind of asking for a disaster so on public places i would not recommend i would never agree to be walk, dog walking off leash second is uh, in a in a pet a dog park or something when can you off leash your dog when your dog responds to you in one sound mm-hmm. <clears throat> you can uh, see a post in my page where one of my be and me i was hanging out with my dad dog my uh, my staff basically moves inside he runs to him i call him one sound and he's back that's the time you are ready to be off leash your dog otherwise two animals will interact in the way they want to attack animal bites animal attack or oh my god that's so bad for we feel it it is bad they are communi- communicating oh it's just normal for them to start yeah. fighting okay. who's who are you in my space mm. this is my area it's my turf who are you okay see they just communicating like and uh, that i will say see when you get two uh, people taking decisions of two dogs and see uh, if you don't train them in the scenarios where both the dogs are submissive no problem mm-hmm. one dog is dominant one dog is submissive no problem one dog is both the dogs do- become dominant mm-hmm. that's the time you have trouble you know it's so so interesting like everything you're saying before the show that before you joined us we were talking about million dollar listing which is mm-hmm. a reality show that's coming we we're talking what interesting would it be really interesting to mm-hmm. have a reality show on and i know i would watch <laughs> what you do every day it's so interesting and i know so many people have so many questions if people want to reach out to you specifically and get in touch how can they do that uh, i'm actually most active on instagram but i have all these social media platforms with my facebook and tiktok um, i have my number on the on the instagram page more than happy to help. That's amazing. Working with 160 dogs every month. Wow, blown away. Thank you thank so you, much for you. your time today. Pleasure. And thank you for helping the Dubai community manage their pups. Thank so, you. so thank needed. You. Always here. <laughs> Guys, that is all we have time for this Monday morning. We're back with you tomorrow morning, same time, same place. A massive thank you to Buddha for joining us. Goodbye thank you. from me. Goodbye from me.